Hey everybody, welcome to the Acts video series. Uh, this last Sunday, we just talked about the signs and wonders that the apostles were performing, the miracles that they were performing, and uh, they were arrested and brought before the high priest and the Sadducees and preached the gospel to the religious leaders of the day and left rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer uh, for the cause of Christ. And that leads us into our story today, which is out of Acts chapter 6. We're going to read verses 1 through 15, and then we'll discuss it a little bit together and then set you guys up to have your discussion. So Acts chapter 6, starting at verse 1. It says, Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, of the Cyrenians, and of the Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. So what's interesting about this chapter is the first part, there was a need in the community that needed to be met. And so they are choosing from among the men people to essentially serve tables and help with the distribution for um, the, the widows that were being neglected in the daily distribution. Uh, the thing that's sort of interesting to me is it sounds like when you just first read it, that they said it's not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables, which it's sort of, I don't know, when you first, when I first read it, I'm like, that seems a little, a little strange. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of prioritizing. Yes. <laughs> I think they're in a situation where it's the Greeks, right? The Hel Hellenists would have been the Greeks. So you have this 
transitioning you, as you see the Holy Spirit through the word and and coming into the church and now spreading from the Jews to the Greeks, which would be kind of like that next layer. Yep. There now there's a new level of complexity. Yes. Where it's like, okay, now we have new problems. We're we're trying to take care of the widows, the Jewish widows and the Greek widows, but the Greek widows are getting, I guess, the the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, the short end of the stick. And they're like, well, should we, you know, basically this is important and we need to keep doing it, but we have to keep being the ones that preach. Mm -hmm. So we've got to get basically people to help. So I I think it's just a practical problem. It's not like they're unwilling to serve. I think it's just more like they're the ones that we're speaking and preaching. Yeah. But it does sound like we're like, we're unwilling to yeah, wait tables. It's my job. We're to too preach. important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're too important for this task. We're not too important, by the way. To do that. <laughs> we will serve tables. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the the interesting thing, too, is this, I believe, is the first time the, the idea of deacons in the church comes up. And so they're, they're appointing people in the church whose sole duty is to serve the community of God while uh the the disciples are saying hey we're going to commit ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word we want to hear from god and deliver the word <clears throat> of god to the people and so we need people who are their sole responsibility is to serve the sheep is to serve the the community and uh, this is really the first time that the idea of deacons in the church right. comes up right and you know you you just have this picture you know, where <laughs> you, right away there's a conflict and people are being mistreated. I mean, you just think about it, and this is something that's just true about church. You get a bunch of people together and then you throw a couple different cultures together and then we're all trying to follow Jesus together and immediately you're going to have a mess. Yes. Like somebody's getting treated poorly and then there's, a you know, sort of, you know, this this issue comes up. The solution's great, and everybody seems to like the solution, which yes. is like, hey, let's get some good people yep. to make sure that the widows are taken care of. But the reason why they're having to do that is because of a problem. Don't 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 miss the fact that the reason they're having to do this is because they weren't taking care. Yeah, of widows, widows were being neglected. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I I think even to the the choosing the the people good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, and they appoint them to this. What's interesting is in verse 7, it says, the word of God continued to increase and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. What's interesting is if they had continued to neglect this part of the body, that I would imagine that would have undermined the multiplication of the spreading of the gospel and the multiplication of the disciples. And so it's the fact that it was both the preaching of the word, the the devotion to prayer and to preaching of the word, and meeting the needs in the community and serving and not neglecting this part of the body. Those things combined led to the, the spreading of the gospel and the multiplication of the disciples. And both things are important, you know, what we say and what we teach that is true and what we do, Yeah. what we model and what we empower people to do and what we release people to do and where we kind of are paying attention and saying, hey, this is important, we need to do this. 
is an outpouring of what you believe. If those two things don't line up, what you, if what you're doing doesn't line up with what you're saying, or if you're not willing basically to delegate authority and resources and care where there needs to be care, then you know the gospel falls apart and the yeah. church the church falls apart. Yes. But but because they were faithful and these people these people had to be willing to step up and do it too. Yep. And so these you know, these men stepped up into that role and immediately started having a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens next is Stephen, who was one of the 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 men that were chosen, um he basically the, the spirit through him is so powerful that he becomes a threat. Mm-hmm. And so there's this conspiring to um, essentially malign and then arrest Stephen to get him to stop spreading the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they're making up lies about him and, and um, you know, and misinterpreting what is actually being said, like Jesus is literally going to destroy this place. And, you know... <clears throat> Uh, and so the the passage ends, not even with Stephen's response that comes in the in the next chapter, but it ends with all the people in the council looking at Stephen and seeing that his face was like the face of an angel. Hmm. What in the world? Like what? What is that? You know what I think that's talking about, and and I maybe I'm you know minimizing it, but we were just talking about. Um, there's this couple in our small group. They're just really godly, and I won't say who they are. Who they are, but they're just really godly couple. And we were just talking last night about how their face almost shines. Mm. And so when I when I when we read that this morning, I thought oh, I just talked about that last night. Wow! And just how they would never think of themselves as special or important or you know holy, you know, but like. Uh, but when you look at them, there's there's something about them that just kind of glows, mm. and and the spirit of God is so clearly in their life that you see it, mm. and and that's what it sounds like with Stephen. And you know, this is very typical, by the way, throughout the entire Bible, all the way back here, right, all the way back to um, Cain and Abel, is when somebody's doing something right, somebody else wants to kill him. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a theme, yes. right? So success is, you know, or, 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 you know, boldness or courage or the ability to do what God's calling him to do actually sets him up to get killed. Yeah. And, and, and so they, they hate him. Why? Because they're convicted. So, and, and then they're convicted by the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Mm. They couldn't withstand it. Yeah. And so it's sort of like the what God was doing through him just began to bother the you know their you know sinful attitude or whatever. Who's they by the way? It's is that the council? Uh yes. So the scribes and stuff? Yeah. So the, those who belong to the synagogue of the freedmen uh and then there's a bunch of different groups that are listed there. Um but it it is uh, people in the synagogue and the council and all of that. And so th- there's a basically conspiring against Stephen to get him arrested and then brought before the council. And right. then they send in false witnesses um, who are relaying false information about <clears throat> about Stephen. 
And no matter where you go, there's always like, even in, a, in any church, there's tribes. There's like little groups of people that are all part of the same body. And this is like one of those, like mm-hmm. where it's sort of like, you know, like that one group, the Freedmen group, you know, mm-hmm. it's yes. sort of like yeah. they all get, oh, yeah, they all get yeah. frustrated. Yes. And then, and then they're like, they're stirring up, you yeah. know, kind of this, this thing. Um, and then they're like, you know, we can't stand this, uh, they've heard him speak. And then they say blasphemous words against Moses yep. and God, which would have, of course, offended all the the Jews right. immediately. They're worried about them changing the customs that Moses gave to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we're not going to resolve the, the the questions for you. We want you guys to discuss in your groups. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. God bless.